I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Uh, hey Noah, how's it going, man? Hey Ben, I am doing pretty good myself. How about you? Uh, pretty good. Um, had some, some good progress this week, uh, but also a little bit of, uh, I don't know, uncertainty. <laughs> um, but maybe you go yeah. first. Yeah, okay. Um, I, yeah, we have a lot to jump into. I'm so excited. First off, my daughter, she uh, touched her nose. Um, she learned where her nose is. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, 14 months now. And it was really funny and kind of cute. My wife was just like, where's your nose? And she happened to be recording it. And she was just like pointed and found her nose somehow. Like she's never done anything like this or like she doesn't. It's like she's just starting to like, oh, she can actually know what we're saying. Like she knows what I mean when I say go pick that up and put it in there or follow mom or like yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. interesting. So that's kind of fun. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that, that happened this week. Um, yeah, so with uh, User Engine, which I'm starting to work on, so that's exciting. Um, I, I just, yeah, again, I feel great to, it feels good to have a trajectory, a project to work on, something I'm excited yeah. about. So that's been really cool. And so basically, I've just started building the MVP for User Engine. Nice. Um and so I was doing some thinking about this, like, okay, what should the MVP be? Um, what, how much time should I spend on it? Like, what's the best way to make an MVP? And I'll first off say that Ben Ornstein and Adam Wathen have a really good uh, podcast episode on this topic um, on Adam's podcast, Full Stack Radio. So we'll, we'll definitely put that in the show notes. But basically... Ben's talking about like how he approaches making MVPs and kind of what he's done in the past is he's done a lot of different small projects and kind of the, I guess this is why I keep reading. And this is, I mean, it makes sense to me and kind of what, how I want to look at things with an MVP is like make something as quickly as possible. Basically like <laughs> you, you want to be a little bit embarrassed when you put it out there that you put it out so fast, like not that you put it out so fast that maybe it's not complete. Maybe there's some issues or whatever. Um, but you know, just getting something out there so that the world can give you some feedback, I think is really important because again, like I, I think I have, I mean, I think I have an idea and a problem that I'm trying to solve that is valid, validated by the market at least. Uh -huh. But you know, there's a lot that goes into building a product and how it works. And, you know, there's a lot of knowns. And so I think just getting it out in front of people is the best way to basically save time and not just go down a path that's not going to work or things like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the kind of, I, I started working on the MVP and I'm making a, for user engine, basically I'm, I'm making a, uh, little widget so it's kind of, it's going to be kind of like a pop-up that any business you know can add onto their website will show up in the corner the bottom right corner and it's going to take a survey um, and so you can trigger it to when it opens up when you want it to and it will just be a survey and 
for now, the survey is just going to be the product market fit survey. Uh huh. And so this is a survey that Superhuman uses um, kind of to be their metric for where they're going. If oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying I, I to think, get product market fit. Yeah, I think you mentioned that last time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically I made this little widget, and I'm almost done with it already, actually. So oh, sweet. <laughs> just, like, just like in a week, I've made this widget. I'm using React. Um, mm. And I'm just kind of finishing up. I, kind of the main things to finish up are just connect it to the back end. Um, and just a couple making it look nice in a couple of different ways, but I have the core functionality already there and I yeah. might be able to finish that by this and end of this weekend. So by the time this podcast comes out, like I might have a, a version out there that I'm hopefully testing with people. So that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. Pretty quick, quick turnaround. So I'm happy with that. And one of the reasons that allowed me to do this quick turnaround is I'm using a service called Sheetson. We'll also put that in the show notes. Um, Sheetson is basically using Google Sheets as your backend. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's kind of an interesting idea, way to really prototype quickly. <clears throat> it creates a RESTful API um, based on like the headers that you put in the XML doc. Mm, and so yeah. then you can just do, you know, gets and posts um, to that uh, those endpoints <clears throat> and you're just, you know, updating a sheet. And so... Basically, I was first thinking with my MPP, like, oh, I need like a dashboard uh, and <laughs> to be, because <clears throat> actually that's really going to be kind of the main feature, core features in some ways of what user engine is going to be. Like, it's going to be a dashboard that gives some really good insights based on data and feedback from your users that kind of gives you an idea of what you should do kind of thing. And I decided, like, you know, I can do that with an Excel spreadsheet, like, or I guess a Google sheet, um, yeah, where sense. the data will come in, and I'm going to kind of manually set this up for anyone that first starts using it to where, you know, I'll have, I'll, I'll create some charts and some graphs and analyze that data that's coming in just right in the Excel, sp uh, the, the Google sheet that people can just see. And, uh, it'll be kind of a good first version. And I think it'll be really cool because with Google Sheets, you know, you can just kind of add on stuff, add some extra calculations, play around with things. And it's all within a framework where I'm not having to write tons of code and change yeah, the yeah, UI right. to do this. So I'm really excited about that. And obviously it's just kind of first step. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and and that, sounds, that sounds pretty interesting, man. Like. I love how you just went to like taking the quick route there and just trying to manually do as much as possible and just trying to validate it first. Yeah. And let, let's just let's just say I was going to use it because I know we 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 touched that briefly last episode. Um, how would I integrate it? Like, is it just like a little JavaScript yeah. thingy that I just put in the site and it just works? Yes. Yeah, so, so it's gonna be yeah. You'll just have like a two liner. HTML script that you just copy and paste into mm -hmm. your index.html basically. Um, and you'll put your unique ID in that mm, script yeah. as well. So it'll have that so it identifies you as a user and that will connect you to your spreadsheet on the on the back end for now. Um, eventually that would be the same ID that will connect you to whatever back end I end up <laughs> making. 
<laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's, it's going to be pretty simple. Um, and so I guess like the next thing I'm thinking through is like how I'm going to start testing this and validating this. And kind of my first idea is basically just like very manually do this with users. Like, like basically do an onboarding where I'm just, I get in a call with them and like, yeah, there's no onboarding to this other than me telling you what to copy and paste. And, <laughs> which I think is fine. Like, yeah, eventually I deal have, you know, some documentation on this whole process and it'll be all professional and whatever. But like for now it's like, it's, I think it's actually better for me to learn by just walking through it manually. Yeah, with people. I think. I think that makes sense. I mean, in the end, it's it's pretty straightforward. I guess it's like it's still like yeah. homebrew or whatever. You basically just copy paste and you're done. But <laughs> but I think right. for right now, it's probably interesting to see or just to have the connection with the people that you're that you're trying to garner into the into the thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I'll have to manually set up the Google Sheets as well and connect them kind of manually. Yeah, right. But like I can do that too. And then like another good thing that I've product I guess or service I've seen that I think I'll use some that. I think is really good is I think it's called loop if you've heard of that nope um, okay so basically what it is is a actually let me just make sure I have the right name <laughs> um, I'm looking at all my different services that I've like thought of using and I have like a huge <laughs> list uh, where is it okay I cannot find it in my list oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's loop but uh, so yeah, basically it's a video um, sending kind of service where they host the video. It makes it so you can really easily just record a video and, and maybe record your screen and then you can like, you get a link and you just kind of send it in an email or whatever. And kind of the idea is that instead of just typing up emails and stuff, just like talk to people. And, and, and the cool thing is you can kind of personalize it. It's like, you know, you're having a little video talking to someone. Mm -hmm. um, and so basically if, if I can't meet up in real time with these people, I'll just make a quick video for them. that's kind of personalized, showing them how to set it up and just, yeah, that's kind of the plan. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited about that. Um, Oh yeah, Loom. <laughs> you just slacked it to me. Yeah, yeah, I thought that's what I you said, meant. <laughs> I, I said Loop. That was definitely wrong. Yeah, Loom.com. <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. I I always forget names and things. <laughs> but yeah, I like how you how you can send videos over, and it's a little more personal than just uh, just having something generic. Go yeah, yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So, kind of the plan is, I mean. Next week, I should be able to start doing this. It's kind of do like a closed beta where I just start reaching out to the different entrepreneurs I know. Um, I'm going to let them just try this out for free and start tracking it with them. And ideally, like I'm going to be a part of the data analysis part too. Like maybe later on, once they've gotten enough data from these surveys and user feedback, I'll then jump in the spreadsheet with them and like we'll go through and talk through it. And I think that would be a really good, like hopefully it's like valuable to them to like do it with somebody, um, but also like I'll be able to learn from that too. So that's kind of the plan, the next steps for putting this out. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to start working on a landing page. Mm, yeah, um, and, and really like, 
that could be done in a week or so too because I'm not gonna hard code everything. Like sticking kind of to MVP, I'm gonna use a service that that allows me to basically do like drop in the blocks and do it all from a no code stand, standpoint. Um, which the reason I'm choosing to do that is I'm not really a design person. So I feel like it things just like landing pages just take me longer <laughs> in CSS and HTML, even though I can do it. It's just like, I'm not as good as the, at the design. So if I am using something that just allows me to play around with it a little more, like I feel like I can make yeah, it look yeah. better. So that's kind of the plan for that. Um, so yeah, lots of, <laughs> lots of stuff happening. Um, so I'm excited. <laughs> I've been very motivated, which has been amazing. Like my wife and I started getting on a schedule, which I think I talked about a little bit where I'm going to bed at like nine 30 at night. Oh yeah. Um, unless I can't fall asleep, <laughs> <laughs> um, which if I can't fall asleep because I'm thinking about user engine, I end up just working on it anyways and I'll be productive anyways. <laughs> so it's kind of a, it works out either way. But if I don't end up staying up late, I go to sleep at 9.30, get up at 6, and then work on it for like an hour and 15 minutes every morning before I go to my real job. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I've also been, because I get an hour lunch break, I've been taking the hour to work on user engine as well. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot intense. of time in, in the last week. Um but it's been fun though because you know I'm motivated. It's kind of what I'm thinking about. It's what I want to do, and so I'm kind of like super hyper intense on it right now. And I know I'm not gonna stay like I can't stay like that forever. Just yeah, yeah. It's just I can't keep that up. But it's probably <laughs> a good idea to just use the drive that you have right now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, definitely. So one thing I was wondering because you said that you already had somebody in mind to to. To contact and try to um, try to test the whole thing with how many people do you have on your list? <laughs> um, I mean, it's gonna be pretty much people <laughs> that we've met and know in the community, the Bootstrapper community. So I'd say like probably like seven people that okay, I feel like okay. I know decently well. Um, have gotten to know over the time of getting involved in the community. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, so I'd say like seven and then I guess the other, the next step would be making a post about it on Indie Hackers, seeing if anyone's interested in jumping in early and then probably jumping into Justin's, I, I still haven't gotten into Justin's Slack group yet. <laughs> um, what is it? Maker? Mega Maker. Mega Maker. Yes. Yeah. So I might jump into that this week and start making some relationships there, talking to people, getting to know some people in the community. And out of that, maybe, you know, maybe some people would be interested. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of my plan right now. <clears throat> um, so yeah, well, so I was, yeah, we're, we're excited. Yeah, I was just going to say, because I was kind of building a list on my own, like who should I reach out to? And I've, mm -hmm. I've followed my own thought of i don't know like three episodes back where i th where i said that it might be a good idea to just look at remote job boards and yeah, um, yeah. i came up with actually like 14 to 16 companies that i could contact and try to oh nice yeah i was pretty picky about it actually like <laughs> just looking for companies that um 
that do remote first and that care about how they communicate and stuff like that. So that would be really good fits mm -hmm. if it if it works out in the end. And I'm a little um, little nervous to actually reach out, reach out to people. <laughs> um, at at yeah. the same time, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit stuck right now because um, there is no validation yet. And it's like going through the valley of no validation. <laughs> <laughs> the valley of death. Yeah, validation. kind of like that. So I'm... Yeah, that's a hard place to be. I feel you. I've been I'm... there many times. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm and a little for some torn. reason, that seems to be kind of the long it's kind of a long journey too that, that part <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel that if you if you have the first like the first company signing up that would probably make me feel a lot better <laughs> yeah that would be that would be yeah just like a very momentous moment of like okay i got someone here yeah. that wants this that's using it um but i think you can get there I do. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> well, I did get a lot of good feedback. I did launch the landing page, um, and the first four days, uh, there were like 130 unique visitors to it. Made some more okay, small improvements nice. to the page. Got some good feedback. I got one access. Like that's probably a bad, <laughs> bad conversion rate if you want. But like from those 130 visitors, there was like one access request. Um, so it's it says it's a private beta right now, and you can basically request access if it's if it's any if any interesting to you. Yeah. So yeah, that's not the best conversion there, I guess. But I mean, I didn't reach out to anybody, and it's like most people came came through Twitter, so probably not people who are there to buy the product or anything, but just people looking True. at it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, right now you have they can just sign up by giving an email and then you're yeah, going right. to reach out to them later. Yeah, right. Then I will just basically onboard them one by one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I was thinking... Okay, yeah, I like the setup. Yeah, and I was actually thinking when doing the cold emails because I'm very torn with cold emails. I would probably... I'm probably going to try and tap into the circle of people that i know and reach out to them if they know a company that is remote first and if they could make an intro but if that doesn't lead anywhere i might just set up a demo play group for the companies that i'm reaching out to and then just send mm. them over the credentials or whatever or try to actually schedule a call and then just onboard them on a like setup team that is kind of targeted to them and their company that yeah. could be kind of cool to do I think that's a really good idea, you know, basically giving them a push of, hey, this is like already ready, yeah. just click this button and you're in. <laughs> yeah, basically like setting it all up with their with their logo and maybe try to look at their latest blog post if they have a blog and try to, you know, make a fake thread where they discuss how they wrote the blog post or whatever, just yeah, so they can see really how they can idea. use it and then just try to schedule a call with somebody maybe. Yeah, that's, I really like that. And I wonder, I know you mentioned that you added the feature of like public threads. Oh, yeah. Like, I wonder if you could utilize the public threads for this where, yeah, you set their, their chat, their uh, play group up and everything, but then you make one of the threads public. So like they don't even have to log in. It's just literally a link and they're seeing what their thread and what their play group's going to be like. Yeah, that yeah. could be really that could be interesting nice. too. Yeah, definitely. I should keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but I, I really do love how you did the landing page. Like, I think you're really good at designing landing pages. And even though your first language isn't English, like, <laughs> I don't know, you just, you got the words, you got the copy down. <laughs> you have no idea how much that means to me right now, because I spent literally days <laughs> writing that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm I mean, not even, like, it's not even funny. I spent hours doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. I don't know, like, I feel like this is better than I could do for sure. Like, I'm not good at this stuff. Like, grammar, English, oh, I'm so bad at it. And so, even though I uh, English is my first language, I think you're, you're, you're killing it. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I really best. also like how you have the live demo in, on the landing page where, you know, it's that frame where they can just start clicking around and just, yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's um, basically check it out. It's basically really how the application works, minus some features. Like you, you cannot basically change the user profile and stuff like that because it's a demo user, of course. And I was actually, I was thinking about this quite a lot because I had an interesting conversation on Twitter with somebody who said that demos might not be the best idea. And I was pretty interested because um, what what they said is basically that if you if you put a demo on the side instead of just uh, just letting the people in with a free trial, then you will not know why they maybe don't decide to use your product. Whereas when you hmm. when you have the trial, you have the email address and you can ask them ask them questions. And if they leave, you can have a UI basically asking them the question. And um, one interesting yeah. one interesting point was that if they decide not to go with your product because it's maybe lacking a feature that you plan to add in the future, well, then you're basically lacking the opportunity to send that email once you basically have that feature implemented. And that's a pretty strong point, actually, I think. However, I kind of yeah. decided to just ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I can really see that actually now that you think about it or now that you say, say that. And uh, so like I, what I could see happening, which here, don't get me wrong. I think people love demos. Like I love demos. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I think the reason is, and yeah, I think developers love demos. And I think the reason is it's basically super easy for you to see what this is. Like, yeah. how does this thing work? What is it? I don't, I don't, and you know, when you have a demo, you can kind of understand things quicker because you're seeing it. But I do, I could see like, yeah, it's kind of nice, but I could see from the business point of view, like that could be a, a not a good thing, like for conversion stuff, because like now just think about your landing page, like I could see a decent amount of people where, oh, they're like, oh, there's a demo, like I'll just play around with this. And then they don't actually read anything else on the landing page and they yeah. don't read, <laughs> they may not read like the strong points that you have, which you put a lot of work into of like, this is why you should use it or this is how it compares to Slack instead. And so instead they'll just try to make those decisions on their own which might not be as good because <laughs> you're you're more equipped to persuade them that it's uh that it's a good good thing for them to have. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I actually I was actually thinking the same and maybe it would be a good idea to just put the demo further down on the page so that you don't see it right mm -hmm. when you enter the page so you basically have to go through the points before you can see the demo. Yeah, you could do that for sure. Yeah, it's at the bottom or it's even on a separate page. They have to click a button at the bottom to get into it. Or if if you want to follow kind of that one guy's advice, like they just have to give you an email and then they see the demo and then you give them a link to the demo in the email. 
Yeah, that's true. I could probably even like overlay the demo with an email prompt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that would actually be pretty good because then they're not jumping back and forth in email. Yeah, right. They're just They stay right there. I think that's a really... I think that seems like a really good solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was also thinking when I when I decided to ignore that <laughs> ignore that piece of advice. Uh, I was also thinking that if you have a strong product, that could still be a pretty valid point, like a, a good point to do the demo. I, I don't know. Like I feel mm -hmm. there is a valid point that you don't have the email address at that point. But if the demo is really good and on point, and people see the value in it, and they get to try it out and they love it. Then they are very likely to yeah. just like or more likely to sign up than from just from reading your copy. I would say. Yeah, that yeah, that's a good point. I think that makes sense. Like, yeah, basically, if you have a very valid product that's very valuable, people are going to notice that, and they don't need they don't need anything to tell them at that point. It's like they just try it and they're in. You know. Yeah, yeah. The problem is to me that seems like a later down the road play where you've validated this thing you you've talked to people you've you've uh, iterated on it because you've learned what the things they didn't like you've made a very successful product and then i think that's a really good play at that point because you know they just got to see it and they're gonna buy basically yeah that's where true. i guess my arg argument for you would be that maybe you haven't gotten to that point because I, I guess first you just need to talk to people, see why they're not or why they are, and just understand the value points better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that would be my response to that idea. I guess. Yeah, that, I totally see that. Yeah, maybe like later I'm, down the road. Yeah, I'm making a lot of assumptions right now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which need to be validated. Um, at the same time, or in the same vein, I obviously put a pricing page up <laughs> yeah, um, we, yeah we how probably, did you land on that yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's also kind of me making assumptions so i uh, i just looked at the competition and what they uh, what they charge so there is threats.com going with uh 10 bucks per user and mm -hmm. there is uh twist and they go with five bucks per user so i was like hey let's just go <laughs> straight with the middle of that um i don't know because i i do think that charging per user is the right way to, to go because yeah. um i don't know like the team gets more value out of it the bigger it is i guess like it's probably not as valuable for three people because they don't have the pains of you know a lot of messages in slack or whatever whereas if you're like 25 people you definitely feel that pain um, yeah. So it gets more valuable the more people you have. So I think that that's a pretty pretty easy choice right there. Does the Slack do per user as well? Uh, yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. They are pretty expensive. I think. I think that might even be. I didn't even look at them to be honest. But I think that's probably around the same or even more expensive than than what I would charge right yeah. now. Yeah. So that means that Vizio, my company that I work at by day, is paying a boatload to Slack. <laughs> yeah, if you <laughs> well, if you have the business plan or whatever, probably yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure we do. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I think price. I don't. I don't know pricing <laughs> very well. I've been struggling with questions around this too, and it's so hard early on because you know, as a founder bootstrap or building something that you're so early on you just feel like you don't know if it's valuable yet and like yeah maybe it has issues or whatever so you're like i don't want to 
charge have them charge for the like charge for this like i have all these ideas in my head to make it better and like i'm not sure if i'm ready to charge but i don't know like i think the way you've built your first version is like it is pretty pretty nice (laughs) like (laughs) like like in a lot of ways like it doesn't feel like mvp i guess like it feels like a very complete product yeah and so like i think i'm I'm glad you're saying that definitely should be charging like (laughs) like it's it's a very professionally done product and so like i I think you have to charge like yeah yeah i mean i think the price point you land on is pretty good too i'm glad you say that because i feel that like that was the goal right i i think it's pretty important that if you like if you as a customer or as a company trust your communications to somebody that it should like it should work like you cannot lose that data and it should just not be in your way <laughs> like it should probably not feel as as mvp as most mvps do at that point especially not if i want to charge for it and yeah i'm yeah i'm just glad that you <laughs> that you kind of confirmed that it doesn't look like crap or whatever <laughs> no no you're good at that stuff for sure <laughs> so you talked about kind of feeling like you're in the depths of uh validation stuff and yeah i think it does sound like you have some some good strategies plans to find some users um but i mean i mean isn't that the hardest problem for all of us is it is finding the users it is definitely (laughs) like i don't i don't know but for me it's like i'm also very torn with cold emails like i don't want to get them and that's that's probably what's holding me back in sending them <laughs> like i don't want to be pitched anything yeah. so that makes me well feel have you bad. ever gotten a cold email you're where you were like oh i don't know this guy but like this is actually really cool and i'm interested like and maybe you actually use it or you at least get to know the person i actually did yes it wasn't like for a product it was it was when i did open source and people contacted me and wanted me to collaborate on on something but that's I, I don't know it's you can probably compare it a little bit to that because then you're spending time instead of money on something yeah but in general i'm like you know i'm like the typical developer dude who doesn't want to <laughs> like be pitched stuff if I, if I i don't know if i need something i'll go and look for it and that's yeah. probably what's holding me back when when sending those emails yeah. i probably just so i guess un- for for yeah. me i would say that I mean, I have gotten a lot of cold emails and, uh, and actually with coffee pass, we got a lot of cold emails, people pitching us on their service or business or whatever, Uh trying to help in some way. And a lot of those ones, you know, you're, you're not interested. You're not interested in spending any more money. And so it's just kind of a, yeah, you turn it down. You don't really think about it much. But the thing that I saw about those is they were just very unpersonal about it. And I do think that cold emails like that can work for some businesses. Um, like even with Coffee Pass, like we did cold, a lot of cold emails to shops, but we would try to research that shop a little bit. Um, we actually had like a big Google sheet where we would have a list of shops yeah, yeah. that we wanted to cold email. And then our, our idea was that we had to find one unique thing about that shop before we could email them. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and so 
we would basically we we did kind of have a form email, but we had basically a place like three different variables that we could throw into it that mm. would pull from that sheet. <laughs> and so then um it would basically pull in your unique thing and it would it would kind of the email would kind of start off like, "Hey, I really liked how you're doing this unique thing that oh, I yeah, haven't that seen makes, other people yeah. doing." Yeah, that's smart. And <laughs> and it I mean, it still didn't work all the time, but like, I think it's, you know, if you can just add a little bit of personality to it, um, they're more likely to respond. And, it, and I think from my end, like receiving emails like that, like I'm more likely to like, Hey, yeah. Like, Oh, you know something about me? Like, sure. I'll like, I've gotten some emails recently from people that listen to the podcast or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I think I'm actually meeting with someone today that listened to the podcast. So that's kind of <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, someone like that, it's like, okay, they actually know some background, like they're interested in like talking about something. It's like, okay, I'm much more likely to reply back and do something with that. Yeah. So I think if you really don't like cold emails, um, and that is just something you're really against, basically you could just make yourself do more work <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> get the background and like understand people before you email them and, I think I like I don't think there's anything to feel bad or wrong about that. Like, you know, you 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 have a service you're trying to help them um and hopefully it, it can be a help to them and I think if they end up seeing that like they're going to appreciate that too. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense and to be honest, I would definitely research all of them. As I said, I would probably even those those companies on my list right now, I'd probably even like set up <laughs> set up an account for them already and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I would probably like you'd just... already do some work for them. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, I think that's like the the least I can do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I think kind of like you're saying, like doing something, like a using like a blog post that they did or something, like basically something to show that you did some work to really understand their business and know them. And it's like, I don't know. It'd be really kind of funny if you had like a thread that's like. <laughs> like really like a plan for them of how they could do something <laughs> i could actually <laughs> and they're like oh thanks for doing this work for us <laughs> yeah that would be pretty awesome actually <laughs> and then you're like idea. hey but if you actually want it you got to pay to get in here to see all these great plans i have for your company <laughs> <laughs> so there's a free consulting thing in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not the worst idea <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the consulting, like, I think that can be a really good way to start out. Like, I mean, that's kind of some of my thoughts, uh, I guess, kind of my plan with user engine, like, starting out, like, I'm going to kind of sell myself a little bit into that, like, hey, I'm going to help you think about these problems that you're dealing with and, and go through the data with you and, like, maybe use some of the experience I have or things I've learned to help in some way. And I don't know, like, early on, I think that's that's an advantage that you can use uh, i mean you you got to get the user so it's like okay what else can i bring into this deal <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. to help get you on board <laughs> and i think early on like i think that's worth it because like you just got to get the users on starting out yeah yeah yeah. Oh, so maybe if there's a way you can do that um yeah i mean i think uh, it, it's definitely hard and it's it's such a hard phase for bootstrappers and developers like us where it's just like we don't want to go out there and hit the pavement but <laughs> yeah I, I really think that's what you have to do to some extent like you have to go and do the sales stuff yeah that's true but at the same <laughs> the stuff time no one likes yeah 
at the same time, I know that from other situations, like where you where you feel like you're standing in front of a mountain, and once you get going, the mountain gets smaller. So it's not that, like it's not actually that bad if you just start doing it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Also, something that that Matt Wensing said, like I think that's two episodes from like two episodes back now. <laughs> um, he was talking a bit about uh, managing expectations, and I think that's pretty much what it comes down to when sending cold emails as well. Just like not expecting like to hit the jackpot with every company that you send an email to. Yeah, like you're saying, it cut out a little bit. You're saying like you have to be okay with the no's that you get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not an easy skill. That's true. <laughs> I feel like you have to go through the fire of all the no's be- before you get good at it. And now you're like, okay, now I can handle all these no's because I've seen heard tons of no's and it's not fun. But now I kind of understand what it's really like. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, there are so many remote companies that I should probably not worry about a couple no's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I hope that you get through that fire and get your first user maybe even this next week yeah let's see (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh let's see is there anything else that we wanted to talk about or go through that's been going on i think that's all from my side by the way uh i'm a i'm a pretty professional podcaster because i obviously didn't turn on my real mic and i'm recording with my headphones on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh really oh, no. oh man so this sh- <laughs> this sounded shitty i'm sorry <laughs> it's not on like it's the tiny mic oh well i think your uh, mic that you used for the first episode that was probably the same mic right yeah yeah right <laughs> so yeah we've done this before uh-huh. <laughs> uh that's okay nice. um yeah i feel like for me there's just so many things going through my head uh <laughs> It's kind of like there's so many decisions to make in the early days and just like so many unknowns and assumptions to be made that like I really enjoy it actually. <laughs> like I enjoy the decision making. It's it's kind of like I'm in the phase right before you where it's like, okay, uh, I get to make all the decisions of how to go forward without hearing the bad news yet of <laughs> I have yeah, to that's get true. these users. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm in the fun phase, and then I'll I'll yeah, about to be your phase. <laughs> <laughs> and then then you're going to the valley of no validation or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's just more things I could talk through just to because I'm thinking through all these things. But we should probably save that for another episode once things start to get more concrete for me. Yeah, <laughs> just write them down, and we'll cover them next week. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you listeners for listening to us this time. I feel like we went through a lot of things, but hopefully it was helpful to see what it's like in these different phases that we're at and uh, just the decisions, the hard decisions we're we're trying to make to move things forward. Um, But yeah, we will see you guys next week. And one more thing. Um, because we kind of forget that all the time <laughs> to drop the actual URLs of the stuff that we're working on. It's user engine.io and playgroup.io. <laughs>